episode 112. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Today we're with a talented young lady who's a singer, songwriter, and actress. She started writing her first songs at 16, had her first EP out at 19. It's the young lady that teaches all of us when life throws lemon, coat them with sugar. It's time to strap up your seatbelts for Ashlyn Gray. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single, is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. On the Dharmic Evolution today, we are in South Africa with Ashlyn Gray. This is very exciting. Ashlyn, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me, James. So I think you're like only the second or third, I think maybe the third South African lady on this show. I'm so excited. And, um, you know, you're, you're staying up late to accommodate us here, aren't you? Not too late, not too late. Luckily, we've got a few hours that we can both overlap on. Awesome, awesome. This is great. And uh, I was checking out your music last night. Really love what you're doing here. So um, let's start at the beginning. How did it all start for Ashlyn? How did you get connected to music? What was it that inspired you? Was it a magic moment that happened in your life? What was it that kind of connected you to this whole thing? I've always been a fan of the entertainment industry, so I started acting when I was younger since I had a natural talent for that. However, singing didn't come naturally, and it was, it was my sister, my younger sister, that took me to a vocal lesson with her. And from that moment onwards, I decided that I wanted to become better at making music. So I practiced very hard, tried to develop my voice, and that's when I think my passion for it began so the younger sister is is she also musical very she's naturally a great singer she can do a lot better things than i can with my voice um and i learned a lot from her what's her name in those dana dana all right dana do you see what you created here dana from your inspiration it's amazing <laughs> she's listening in <laughs> Dana are you going to step up to the mic and do a song for us later I hear silence <laughs> is she being shy she's getting, she's getting up off the couch even <laughs> have her just say hi come say hi Dana She's running. Oh, she's running. Okay. I don't want to interrupt her run. That's important. So this, so this is great. Anybody else in your, in your family um, that is musical, Ashlyn? Dana, go for it. What? Uh, all our sisters are, there's four of us, and we all sing and all, act. All four of you sing and act? Yeah. 
Wow, I'm coming over there because I have a talent agency and I, I just struck gold here. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got four of us that are able to do everything for you in one go. <laughs> That's fit. So, do you guys do you all play instruments or like you're like the Jackson Five or something? Only four of you? Like, what do you guys <laughs> like? Is everybody doing something musical in the house? Well, my sister was um, in one of our national. Um, my youngest sister, she's about eleven years old, and she was one. One of our national musicals, Sound of Music. Okay. That toured around South Africa. Um, and then the other one's actually more into gymnastics at the moment, but we all do our singing lessons still. And um, I'm the only one who plays instruments in the family at the moment. Wow. It sounds like a fun house. There's always something going on in that house, right? Always loud and noisy. Yeah. It's never a quiet moment. It's like total entertainment going on. So, so where is Dana running off to? Is she literally running or is she just running out to, a, to a, an appointment or something? Oh, she was running to come say hi to everyone. Oh, nice. That was awesome. Dana, thank you for showing up and, and saying hi to us. Anytime. Any, anything you want to share about your day, Dana, before we, we get into the, the whole interview here with uh, Ashlyn? Any words uh, of wisdom from us? People. What's that? Stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school. Okay. We'll pass that on for sure. We'll put that in the show notes. Kids, stay in school. So let's, I didn't do that. What's that? I didn't do that. Um, I started homeschooling when I reached about 16 because I wanted to focus more on the music. So, <laughs> so any regrets or I bet you loved it, right? Oh, I loved it. I wouldn't have changed a single thing. You know, I think the advantage, Ashlyn, is that you probably were more focused, right? Not as many distractions. That was exactly it. I was also able to um, balance my time better. And all the things that I had to get done within the 24 hours were only given each day. Right. So take us through a, a typical day when you were homeschooling. Like, how did, how did the day start, like, you know, f for you? Can you just walk us through that? Yeah, sure. Um, I would usually just wake up, have the breakfast as usual, and then start getting straight into schoolwork. And then I would also have all my lessons with singing and piano and guitar. And then I would jump into songwriting sessions with friends, um, studio, and then come back and do the last bit of studying. And then I was out because that's a full day of, of being busy from, from eight to eight, pretty much. Wow, eight to eight. Yeah, because you had everything packed in there, right? Yeah, yeah, there was no time for just, you know, sitting on the couch and doing nothing. So who, who orchestrated this for you? Did you did you craft this schedule um, all by your lonesome or did you have help? I had my mother helping me just with organizing my schedule because at the time I obviously didn't have a car because in South Africa, um, the driving age is 18. So she would help me and drive me to all my lessons and also make sure that I actually dug into my work because I'd often be tempted by my my piano and guitar sitting around the corner when I was trying to do my work. Right. But otherwise, I was just teaching teaching myself through um, books and online tutorials and certain things. That's great. I, I'm I'm envious. You know, I mean, <laughs> it seems like you know, in school when I went, I mean, we were always looking for excuses to like sneak out of class or something. A lot of wasted time, you know. So you sound like a very focused individual. I think you have to be, especially as a musician, because if we go on tangents, you know, nothing ever happens, especially um, on the business side of things. Right. Right. You got to keep your eye on the ball. What's what's the the mission here, right? You have to keep that in the front of forefront of your mind, right? Is is to accomplish something at the end of each day, you know? Exactly. I have my mantra, I guess, would be to live with passion and purpose. So, as long as you're achieving that goal at the end of each day or um achieving the steps in order to get to your your purpose and what you believe is um the reason you're on this earth, and I think you're at least um, doing something as an individual and human being, because I think a lot of us just get stuck in that rut where we get put down by everything around us that we don't live with the passion and purpose that we need to. Yeah. You get overwhelmed at times too with things, you know, and then you can't find your focus, you know, it kind of slips away for a minute, you know, Hey, why don't we do this? I think we should let everybody know what Ashlyn Gray sounds like. So let's play battleships. What do you say? That sounds great. 
There's a voice inside my head And it won't let me sleep Keeps telling me I can't Locks doors and hides the keys Doubting every move I make Are they right or are they wrong? No dotted line or X On a journey of my own I'll bring my battleships to war With sword and shield in hand I won't let him win We've got another plan I'll bring my battleships to war Through thick and thin we'll go I'll stop until we conquer This war we've come to know I won't surrender Can't hurt me anymore Was down but I got up Won't lose cause I'm fighting for A chance to live each day I'm giving in my all I'm moving on without The fear I felt before I'm bringing my battleships to war With sword and shield in hand I won't let him win We've got another Surrender. I love that song. So tell us about that song, Ashlyn. Why did you write that song, Battleships? It was actually the first song I've ever written uh, at the age of 16. And it was about starting that homeschooling experience and really feeling isolated um, and like I was missing out in order to achieve my dreams. And because of that isolation, I guess I felt like I couldn't do what I was meant to be doing. Um and it put me down a bit and there were all those voices inside my head saying, you can't do it. And then eventually through writing the song, I realized that if you just put all your hard work into something and really just set your mind at achieving um, your goals, like writing a song or making it in the industry, that you actually have the potential and so much more to achieve that purpose. So that's what it's about. It's about not surrendering to the little voices inside your head and all the people who don't believe in you. Right. So when you decided to do homeschooling, was that completely your decision? Definitely. Um, my parents actually didn't want me to homeschool. Right. But I was so set in it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm a bit stubborn <laughs> when it comes to things like that. I like your stubbornness. You're very tenacious. You just like have something you, you're in your mind that you're going to do and you decide to do it. Damn the torpedoes. Yeah. Full speed ahead. Always, always. Hey, I heard, a, I heard a woofer in the back there. What's his name or her name? Her name's Coco. I've Co got two, Coco and Chanel. <laughs> Coco and Chanel? Yeah. Yeah, I, they're singers too. I can hear them. 
They're singing already. <laughs> Hey, courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Maya Angelou. That was really, really great. That's uh, one of your uh, quotes here on your on your bio, which I really like. Um, how did you get to be such a determined young lady? Tell me about your your influences in your life that you've you know were really really strong and kind of carried you to the uh, person and character you are today. I think my parents are firstly the people that I look up to the most. And um, as individuals, they're quite strong-willed and determined. And whatever they set their mind to, they achieve. Or at least um, if they fail, they learn something from it and get back up and, you know, go on to the next thing. And I feel like because I've been um, brought up with their morals – um, drilled into the way I live. I've kind of taken on their their characteristics that um, are determined and strong-willed. And as well as being in like school, I wasn't really the person that was um, as popular as everyone else. So, you know, you, you learn how to be a stronger person through those struggles like right. that. Were you, um, were you kind of introverted at school? I think, oh, Sorry about that. That's okay. I think I want to lie to someone. Um, <laughs> I think I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. Uh, introvert. Right. So I, 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 I guess I get energy from being by myself, but when I'm around people, I'm able to be that person. Um, that's where I kind of think the acting helps a little bit. Right, because most gotta, most musicians are that way too, though. You know, they they actually are very. Um, introverted like you see them at a you know a gathering or something they're quiet and a little bit shy but you get them on stage and you know forget it, it's a different person yeah and i think the stage allows for you to kind of open up and be that person and be super vulnerable right um it's important it's really important to musicians to get up there and actually perform this stuff live because that's when the magic really happens i think Right. So when you um, when you first started playing, like you said, you you play instruments or you play at least an instrument. Like, what was um, what was the first thing for you that you was it a guitar? Was it a piano? It was a piano. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I remember being told that I couldn't play the guitar because my fingers weren't big enough when I was younger. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play piano then, and that's kind of become my first love when it comes to instruments. And then I picked up guitar this year. How's so that I'm going? I'm just playing around. I'm loving it. Um, usually I would just, you know, get session musos to come play with me on stage. But now that I've been able to put up my own show with only me playing, um, it's tapped into a different kind of musicality that I didn't think I had um, before. And now I guess it's just given me more confidence to get the show even bigger and bigger. Right. It, you know, I just had an epiphany here. This is the first time we've had uh, South African dogs on the show. I love this. There's a, there's a <laughs> groundbreaking. I love it. <laughs> so tell me, about the, tell me about the live thing. Um, are you really comfortable on stage? Do you feel like that's home for you? I do. Um, sometimes are more difficult than others. But I, I feel like that's when I'm the happiest version of myself is when I get to share my music with people. Right. When you, you mentioned sometimes it's difficult, what are the difficult parts for you? I think it's difficult opening up to, to people who don't want to listen a lot of the time. I find that uh, I've been to the States a few times and I find that they're more receptive audiences. They have more receptive audiences in South Africa. Um, are you saying, the, I'm sorry, you said the South African audiences are more receptive? Less receptive. Oh, they're less receptive. Okay. They don't come to listen to music a lot of the time. A lot of the time they come for the other reasons. Right. Um, so that sometimes it puts you in a, a different space, headspace when you're performing. So you don't, you don't fully um, reach that vulnerable level. So that's always a little bit difficult. As well as, you know, getting stage ready. There's, I think maturity helps with that as well. Right. Um, having a few years on stage helps you get that comfort level to 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The more you're there, I mean, like anything, you, 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 the more you do it, the better you get at it. But but I hear you about the audiences. Like, you know, um, sometimes it is very, very frustrating um, to and, – and I've heard this – 
many times about other successful artists like um you know there's somebody who would be world famous now and 10 years earlier they were playing in some bar or something and and being completely ignored like people were just having their conversations or drinking or whatever and not even appreciating um what was like right in front of them and and that always uh that always disturbs me when i see that happening yeah it's unfortunate but you know you also learn a lesson from it so yeah you have to overcome these things, you know, you and it's like yeah. what what you got to do is I find that it's um, you find that one person who's paying attention, say, all right, I just got to focus on this one person because they're at least appreciating uh, what I'm doing. You know, tell us, yeah, exactly. Ashlyn, tell us about your songwriting process. How do you come up with your music? A lot of the time I just sit at the piano, play a few chords, sing a few melodies over it. Um, and I'm a person that writes about things that are happening in my life. I've tried making up the stories. It doesn't really work. So it has to be relevant to me. Right. Um, and that's generally how I go about songwriting. A lot of the time, uh, I like to be quite metaphorical, which is probably picked up, picked up in a lot of my songs, but I feel like that's my version of storytelling because we're all storytellers at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. And and you're most comfortable still on the piano, or do you write on guitar as well? I haven't written a song on guitar yet, um, but I'm hoping this year I eventually do that. I think it's coming very soon. I hope so. <laughs> because when life throws you lemons, coat them with sugar. I love that saying you have. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems to be your battle hymn, right? I think so, yeah, that's. That's something, that's like my perspective in life. I've always had that perspective. And so I wrote a song about it called Sugar Coated Lemons. Right. Well, that, you know, you've got a really great attitude towards things because, um, you know, I think everybody goes through the same things. It's really about how we react to what's surrounding us. I mean, whatever's challenging us, we can really make any decision we want. We can be very morose about it. We can be angry about it. Or we can just say, all right, I got to roll with this and just... You know, what, what's the option here? What can I do positive about this? And you seem yeah, to and do that. that. Yeah, more people, the more people that adopt that um, thinking, I think the happier we'll all be as human beings. And that's when things really start to happen and um, great things start to happen. Yes, absolutely. And great things are happening to you, I can see already. You seem um you seem like you're moving in a really good direction, the direction you want to go, and you seem happy about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm enjoying life to the full at the moment. I've, I've found my spot, and uh, I don't want to move anytime soon. <laughs> good, and you know what? We're gonna have to play Czech's ballet right now. Oh yeah. Sitting round the table turns And all that's left behind are Little girls stuck with all the tears That dried on their faces All the toys walk even though they're worn Not to play the same old game The same old game Think you know better Think of climbing the ladder Cause the snakes will win They always win
my voice The boy's trying to learn your dance Hello, hello, hello Can you hear my voice? The boy's trying to take your chance All the toys walk even though they're worn Play the same old game The same old game Hello, hello, hello Can you hear my voice? They always win Rolling dice Count down The queen will lose a crown Oh, oh Yes, indeed. Hello, hello. Can you hear my voice? And yes, I could hear your voice very well, Ashlyn. Awesome <laughs> song. I love that song. Thank you. Tell me about the, that. Um, well, I, I kind of like to look at um, things from that metaphorical view that I was saying just now. And for this song, I was viewing relationships and how love is such a dangerous game that people play. And I feel like we shouldn't be playing these games at the end of the day because we're playing with emotions and hearts and that's never a good thing. So I was kind of just warning people to be careful of um, the the doll catcher who in this case um, was catching the dolls and just kind of throwing them down the ladders to the snakes. So it's about this whole metaphorical game kind of. Um, so are you saying catching the dogs, did you say? Dolls. Like, uh, yeah, a doll. Oh, a doll, like a doll you play with. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you're very evolved for your age. This is a heavy subject. And it's like, I think this is really, really um, advanced writing for somebody who is as young as you. Thank you. Yeah, um, how did you get so evolved and advanced? Because I want to I wanna drink the water you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it were that easy. <laughs> I think I've just, I've, I've always had, you know, I, I love English. I love the English language. I love writing in English. Um, and for me, that song is kind of like a bit of poetry. And everybody loves the, the touch of poetry in life. So this was mine. Yeah, I got that. You know, kings and queens and things like that. I mean, it's very, it's very storybook. I mean, I could kind of see... Uh, you know, I saw the visuals of it kind of opening up and, and the and the vibe and and your voice really, really shines on this one too. Thank you. Yeah, I actually recorded that at the beginning of this year. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was, a, it was a nice studio time that I had recording the song. Speaking of studio time, take us into the studio. Where do you record and who with? Tell us, tell us a little bit about the production. You know, bring us into your... Uh, into one of your studio sessions and, and share with us how, how that goes for you. A lot of the time, um, I haven't actually been involved in the production aspects. Right. The dogs just got all excited. Something good's going on in that house. <laughs> it's funny because um, we have a gardener and this gardener has been working with us for about 12 years. And every single time he comes past, they still bark. It's just one of those. Really? He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't bring any like you know cookies or milk bones or something with him. <laughs> I think that would probably help. Yeah, maybe they... quickly move them around real quick. Okay, um, go ahead. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't mind them, but they're probably gonna. They're taking away, you know, your story a little bit. So I don't mind. Just a little. Okay, give yeah. me one second. Yeah, take your time. It's cool. This is the Dharmic Evolution. Everybody's welcome on Dharmic Evolution, but um, they're not allowed to interrupt my guest, even though they live in the house. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that, you know, everybody's in, welcome on Dharmic Evolution, even the dogs. But if they're stealing your thunder, then that, that's not good either. <laughs> so you were saying about the studio. So tell us, tell us more about that. Um, the first song I really got involved with producing-wise, as in coming up with parts in the song, um, was my latest release, 19. 
And when I wrote the song, I heard the beats, which has never happened to me. So I was quite excited about that. Um, whereas with the other songs, I would come in, um, my producer and I would just make sure the song was at its full potential, do any little songwriting sessions just to make sure that the, the little pieces are ironed out. And then we just start getting cracking into it, um, having dr drum drummers and bassists and guitarists all come in for sessions um, and arrange it that way. So that, that's, that's pretty much how I usually do it. But um, for my latest release, I got involved in the, the beat making, which is really exciting for me. So you're, getting, you're starting to get into arrangements a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fun. I never thought I would be able to do it. But it is a lot of fun. You're right. Yeah, you can do you. You can probably do anything you set your mind to. Um, so I want to go to your voice for a minute too. Like, um, who were the influences in your life, Ashlyn, that kind of helped you become the singer you are today? Who did you listen to that really got you excited and inspired um, as a as a vocalist? I remember when I was younger, I never used to like music because it was always that bubblegum pop. Right. And then I finally found the right pop artist for me to listen to, which was Hilary Duff and Atomic Kitten. They were my favorites. Um, Atomic Kitten was my first CD I ever got. Um, for my, I think I was Hulk alert from 10th birthday. And um, yeah, that, that, that was where the music began for me. And then I started getting into more of the indie side of music, the underground indie. So, um, people like Daughter, MSMR, um, Florence and the Machine, before they got all big. Yeah. And um, now I guess I'm influenced by the people of today, especially with writing, like 21 Pilots and um, Taylor Swift, the greats in the industry that are doing really well at the moment. Right. So, so you know, I, Hillary Duff, man, that's that's like I've heard that before that, uh, you know, usually if somebody mentions her, they, they're a really good singer. So <laughs> my compliments to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's funny, like that you said you, in the beginning, you didn't like music until you found that magic elixir that just like you so identified with, you know, and it just got you, got you involved and got you, um, got you inspired, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I just remember being in school and people would be like, did you hear that new song? And I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's not that good. I just didn't connect with whatever was playing at that time in my life. Um, so when I did find it, you're right. It was just like finding treasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really great. And then you couldn't get enough, I bet. Nope. Yeah. And uh, I still can't get enough to this day. <laughs> and, yeah. So, so what's the fave for you? Um, do you like performing more than writing? Do you like singing more than performing? Any anything that like that's really special, or you, do you just love it all equally? I think I love it all equally, except for the fact um, I, I love the moments when you know you've hidden, you've like written that hook that's gonna kill it. You just know that it's it's a song to write because there are so many ideas that you got to pack away because they're just not unique enough or not right um, interesting enough. So I think those are probably my favorite moments when I'm like, okay. I could write something about this. Yeah, isn't it something? I mean, I've talked about this before to other artists on this show. And, uh, you know, myself also being a writer, it's like, you know, I, and I've been writing for a very long time and it just, it never, ever gets old what you just described. When you, you work it and work it and then all of a sudden, you know, it reveals itself to you, the song, like how it's supposed to go. And you just like, you just nailed it. And you know, you had started like hours before with an empty blank piece of paper staring at you like they all start. And at the end of the day, you have something that's uh, hopefully going to, you know, make people happy and inspire people. So there's there's no greater gift than that, I think. No, never. Um, music is a gift. And, you know, you have to wrap it up real nice in order for people to appreciate it. Um and that's what that exciting part is. Like, you know, the little gift wrapping that you have to do with the song. Right, <laughs> that's, right. That's, I love that part. I love it. It's great. You, you mean when, when you get all the arrangements done right and all the musicianship and everything is just in its proper place, right? Yeah, it just sits and you know it's not going to move. It's fantastic. 
It's Christmas is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> you know, you got the holly tree and the garland and the bells and the and the lights and everything going on, right? Santa's already come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to ask. I know you're digging this interview with Ashlyn. Right back to the show after this message. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world in 196 countries, then look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or The James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. Tell me about the gigging scene in South Africa. Um... Like, where do you play when you go out? Do you go out as a soloist? Do you go out um, with a band? And like, how often, you know, can you get out and play? Because it seems like you've got a really, really busy schedule going on. I think it's it's fairly great in Joburg, um, which is central South Africa. But then down in Cape Town, um, there's a few more places actually as well, but they just don't pay as well right. um, as Joburg does. However, the kind of scene that you're looking at is quite a folk scene, other than the festivals that come up in summer, which are coming up soon for South Africa. And um, that's when I guess the full band vibe is seen a lot more of. Um, whereas I just do a lot of one-man shows by myself. And, um, and there's relatively enough places to play at least two to three times a weekend, excluding corporate gigs. Right. So do you, when you go out, do you go out like um, just on piano? Do you bring your tracks with you? How do you present yourself when, you, when you're out there? I play the piano and guitar when I do my gigs. And then if, if the vibe allows for it, I'll sometimes play a few tracks. Right. Um, you know, just to liven things up because South Africans love to party. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. You got to play to what the crowd is, is going to be receptive to, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you're getting for. And and so you do. You mentioned outdoor festivals with a lot of these things, but um, but like the local scene, as far as is it restaurants, is it pubs, is it um, like what kind of venues? Like, can you actively go out and say, I, I want to play in these specific places? A lot of the time, it's cafes that have uh, already set up a live um, night every week, so. You know, there's some cafes that will do only Thursdays. Other cafes or restaurants will do um, every Sunday. So that's the kind of vibe um, that South Africa is going for at the moment. It might change in a few years. Um, yeah. Right, but cafes are happening. Yes, that is the place to be every Sunday. <laughs> nice. Because there's so much music going on um, on Sundays. It really is crazy. You kind of get upset because you want to play this place and the other place, but you got to choose. And does mom and dad come to support you and, and all your sisters and everybody? Yeah, my mom actually manages me. So she comes to every single gig of mine. And my dad and sisters come to the ones that um, have great food. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. What's your mom's name? Die. Die. Die for Diane, yeah. Oh, Diane. Fabulous job, Die, for taking good care of this young lady and, and helping her achieve her dreams. That's really awesome that she's doing that. I think that's great. So tell me about um, what's, the, what's next coming up for you, like uh, looking forward the rest of this year. What are you looking forward to doing? More of what you're already doing? Any big special projects or anything that you want to share with us? I've got a project um, that's just been released. It was a Coke, a Coke Studio collab. I don't know if you guys have that in the States, but um, Coke Studios is where they get two completely different artists from different genres, get them to create this fusion of genres and writing. Um, and I was able to make this track with um, a rapper called Dr. Bone. And we came up with this track, Need Your Love. 
so that was a really cool one that we've just released recently and um, that's super exciting for me because it's something I've never done before as well as being involved in a charity called RADA which stands for Rape, Alcohol, Drugs and Abuse and they made a, co um, a compilation album where the songwriters from SA were making all these inspirational tracks and I was lucky enough to write one and perform on one of the tracks called Finding Home which is coming out soon this year I think at the end of the month so lots of exciting things happening on my side. That's awesome. Tell me about this co-create. Co what was it called? Co, what is it? Coke Studios. Oh, Coke. Is it C-O-K-E? Yeah, like Coca-Cola. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. No, I hadn't heard of that, but I got to check that out. That sounds like a really fun thing because didn't you come away with like saying, wow, I, I learned something, I, I got some more tools, I, I didn't figure like, I don't know how this person writes, but I write like this, but I learned something from them. Isn't that kind of cool when that happens? I learned so much from that situation. And the funny thing was, it was you could only do it in 48 hours. So that's the only amount of time you could use to make the song. So that time pressure makes you also learn a lot of new things. Um, and I definitely learned the most from Coke Studio so far. Right. You know, sometimes it's really great to have the clock ticking and it's like, you know, it's the old, um, how long does it take to create an album? Well, how big is the budget? That's how they did it in the old days. It's like, well, how much money do we have? You know, it's like, <laughs> and I was just sharing with somebody, um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and, and Black Sabbath. I remember reading about when they went in to do their first record, they did it like in, a, in an afternoon, like the whole album. It was just like, oh, well, okay, we're ready. Let's just go in, hit record, and and the record was done, you know. And then it got into years later with um, all these ridiculous budgets that were, you know, people would just like waste money on, and and it's kind of like, well, if there's this much money, we'll we'll spend right down to the last hundred dollars, and then we'll say, okay, we're finished with the album. And it should be like, when is the record done is it's like, there shouldn't be a time frame like where you have so much time, you know, you should yeah, be, able, you know, it's, it's more about the artistry than, than, than the time. And, and sometimes having that clock ticking, it's like, okay, I, I got to have this done by X amount of time. It kind of forces you to uh, revel in your creativity. Speaking of your creativity, Ashlyn, how about we play 19? I think I know what this is about. Being 19, just a little bird falling out of its cage. I never liked the figure, just doesn't seem like it is an age. I've become useless at making decisions with my brain. But I gotta be 19, cause I've been breathing that time away. I gotta be one night. I could skip it, rewind Gotta be one night, one night Wish I could skip it, rewind Chase Believe it. 
19. That is really, really good. Ashlyn, tell us about that one. Well, I was kind of thinking about the age 19 and coming up to it and turning 19. And I thought it's quite a nothing number. There's no significance surrounded um, that it's surrounded by. Society doesn't really place any importance on that age. And I kind of felt like that was putting me down in a way. So I wanted to make the most of the year. And by writing this song, I kind of felt it as a song of motivation for myself to really go for my dreams with childlike faith and and chase them like I would chase a paper plane when I was younger. And that's 19. It was born from that idea. I love it. I love it. Great metaphor and really great sound. Are you doing all the background vocals on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then my sisters, oh wait, my sisters actually sang in that one. They did a, a little kid voices in the end. Oh really? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It sounds really great. I love it. I mean, so um, now, did you come up with some of the arrangements on this too? Did you work with your producer to to put in some of the arrangements? Yeah, especially those beats in the beginning. Right. Um, that's what I envisioned when I was writing the song, and I kind of made them with my mouth um, to my best, the best of my ability. Although they didn't sound anything like they do now, um, but that's where I was really involved with the song. I love and it. It's I love your style and your sound. You've got a you got a really great sound. Um, did you have any kind of forethought about crafting your sound, or did it just kind of come about organically, like you just kept chipping away and and it just presented itself? I think it was quite organic. Um, from a young age, I've always had a unique kind of voice, yes. so I think from that I was able to define the sound that I wanted from a young age like me because I think it's, it takes a lot of time for someone to find the correct sound for them um and you know I, I feel like I'm not there yet but I'm getting closer and closer so I've been really lucky and blessed to have found it like you know get on that path of finding it so early yeah I'll say for uh, some of us it takes decades to do that and you've done it um uh I'm assuming you're 19 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it took you four whole years to find your sound. Oh, my goodness. Are you depressed or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it must be, it must be very, um, it must feel very good to know that you're walking around in your own skin, so to speak. Like you're really, you're really living who you are, you know, and that's kind of cool because that's what it's all about, you know, finding your identity and, and it does not happen easily for, for most of us. So, so I really just want to acknowledge and uh, congratulate you on that. Thank you. I think um, it helps, it helps being surrounded by people that do the same thing a lot of the time. And also your parents, God bless them for being so supportive um, to all you guys and just, you know, encouraging music in the house and artistry. That That is so big. I mean, it's just huge. Um, let's talk a little bit about social media. Uh, what do you do on social media to help perpetuate your brand, your music, your artistry? Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, a lot of the time it's music related because that's what I do, obviously. and. It's not really a job, it's my love. So um, a lot of the time I'm posting things about where I'm, I'm at gigs. I'm, um, the people I'm with are usually musos most of the time. I'm either recording or... Um, what do you call them, musos? 
Musos, yeah, like musicians, musos. Wow, I've <laughs> never heard musos before. I got another <laughs> pearl out of South Africa, musos. <laughs> I like Actually, that. Actually, we all call each other musos, yeah. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also into boxing. So sometimes that pops up on social media just to give people an insight on, on this, the, the normal things I do in life that everybody else is doing. Because wow. I think there's this perception that music is something only certain people do. Like it's a really um, specialized thing. Um, so it's important to keep the little, the little pieces of um, what people perceive as normal. I can't believe um, you box. Oh, I love it so much. It's the first exercise I've really loved getting into. I was like a, a boxing freak as far as the training. I was too smart to go in and get my head handed to me by some big guy. So, but I did all the training. I mean, some sparring. Uh, but isn't it cool? The heavy bag, speed bag, jump rope, all that stuff is so much fun, isn't it? It is. And the best part about it is you're keeping healthy in the process. Yeah. So it's a win-win. <laughs> it's an amazing cardio workout. I mean, I stopped uh, because of my shoulder, but I got in, so I got into hot yoga and I do that all the time now. But yeah, the boxing thing is just great. So I just remembered another cool uh, uh, South African somebody taught me, we had a lack of good time of it. How'd I, <laughs> how'd I do? You know, great. I can't even do it that well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, somebody shared that with me a while ago on the show. So, so social media, you do your posting to let people know what's happening and of, you know, what platforms are your favorite, um, Ashlyn, that you like the best out of all of the social medias? I've always loved Instagram. Um, uh -huh. I'm quite a visual person, so that's where I am most of my time. And then the others, they're really important as well. So it's not that I don't enjoy them. It's just Instagram is on the top of my list always. Right, right. You know, I was I can't remember where we connected, if it was either Facebook or Reverb Nation. But um but you popped it was so funny you popped up on Reverb Nation um just recently and, and I was I was asked I have somebody some people helping me with the show and I asked them to reach out f for you and they had already done it so it was destined that you were supposed to be on dharmic evolution how lucky <laughs> we are yeah so so what else do you do besides um you know to chill out do you do anything else as far as like what's your what's your loves uh besides boxing do you do hiking what other kind of extracurriculars do you do just to just to take the break from music that we all need once in a while and it's something I haven't done in a while, but I love my photography. I've always been someone who loves to take pictures. Um, and I usually only do it in December because that's when my time really is off. So I can take the time to just go out and um, forget the world kind of thing. Right. Um, and then I love spending time with people. So a lot of the time where I'm free, I try and make sure I'm busy with um, close friends and family because there's nothing better than chilling out on the couch or having a cup of tea with um, a best friend or, you know, like a cousin. <laughs> right, right. So so tea is your love. Oh, I love tea. Much tea like the is. Brits, you got to have your tea. Exactly. It just <laughs> revives you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I've been doing that myself lately, but let's talk about risking it all. Here we go. Check this one out. Lost in Safe, but I need a way to bring my dreams to life. I don't know if I can stick around and stay unsatisfied. I'm done circling all I've known. No time to
All right, risking it all. Love that. So what happened with that, Ashlyn? Why are you risking it all? I think um, getting into this industry, you have to kind of risk a lot of things. Um, as well as your sanity. <laughs> right. Because a lot of the time it is quite difficult to make it. Um, and that's really what the song is about. It's about risking everything that could be just for your passion. And um, my passion's music. So my risk was stopping normal school and starting homeschooling and following my dreams while everybody else was still doing the normal thing. Well, I am so happy that you did that. And that's what Dharmic Evolution is all about, empowering and following your dreams uh, to their ultimate and sweet conclusion. And uh, speaking of conclusion, that's a wrap for us today. But I want to ask you before we say goodbye, how can we connect with you, reach out to you, support your music, purchase your music? Can you share, is it your website or where do we go to buy the music of Ashlyn Gray? Well, you can just go to ashlyngray.com, A-S-H-L-I-N-N-G-R-A-Y. And all my social media links are on there, but otherwise they can find me at, at Ashlyn Gray on any social media um, website or platform. And I'm on iTunes, Amazon, SoundCloud, so they can go listen, stream, um, Shazam. I'm pretty much on every kind of website there is when it comes to music. So you are available everywhere for everybody in the world. And yes, now, sir. and now that we're in fifty-five countries and growing, people are going to find out about you everywhere from the Dharmic Evolution, Ashlyn. This was really wonderful for you to share your story and your music with us today, and thank you very much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Okay, we'll talk soon, Ashlyn. Thank you. James, I really appreciate it. It was really cool. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, JamesKevinO'Connor.com Geography of the Soul The beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency Battleships Checks Ballet 19 Risking it all the music of Ashlyn Gray. You can check out Ashlyn on the Dharmic Evolution website, now in 57 countries and growing strong, and we're very close to launching our very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show into 198 countries very soon. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all the details. You can now visit the site to find out all about the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com or dharmicevolution.com and check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you're on the site and people from 57 countries are logging in to see you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find 
Pictures in your mind. I'll take you places. 